We'll begin with that weather. Still nearly a thousand without power in northern Orange County this morning, plus another thousand around Chapel Hill and Carborough as the community continues recovering from yesterday's major storm. With that recovery still ongoing, Orange County schools and Chatham County schools are both operating on a two-hour delay today. It's not quite back to normal yet at Chapel Hill Carborough City Schools either. They are back on their regular schedule today, but at Sewell Elementary School, they're still recovering from a totally separate issue, a small fire that happened inside the Lawler B building. So starting today and going at least through the end of the week, all Sewell fifth graders will have class inside Smith Middle School next door while that Lawler building is being cleaned. If you're a parent of a fifth grader, you should still drop off and pick up your kids at Sewell. Staff will then walk them to and from Smith at the beginning and the end of the day. But again, Orange County Schools and Chatham County Schools, the whole district operating on a two-hour delay this morning, plan accordingly. Speaking of education, Orange County Schools officially have a new superintendent as Danielle Jones was sworn in this week after being officially named the position last month. 97.9 The Kills' Brighton McConnell was there at the ceremony Monday night. I want to express my sincere appreciation to the Orange County Board of Education for the trust and confidence that they have placed in me to lead our district. Danielle Jones opened her official first few moments as Orange County Schools superintendent by thanking her family for the encouragement they give her and her mentors in education for their leadership to this part of her journey. Jones also addressed her new district's educators, thanking them for their passion to help children and saying she looks forward to fostering an environment of trust, mutual respect, and academic excellence in the schools. Jones described her leadership style as collaborative, distributive, and student-focused, which she also emphasized in her comments directed to Orange County parents. I am committed to promoting open communication and collaboration to ensure a safe learning environment where every child receives the academic and social-emotional support they need to succeed. Jones arrives at OCS after four years in the Durham Public Schools system, first as a leadership coach and a principal supervisor. She then shifted to being an assistant superintendent, overseeing the 12 middle schools of the district and working individually with their principals. The school board as a whole made few official comments on Monday about Jones's selection, but during the recess after the ceremony, some shared their personal feelings. Board member Carrie Doyle, who works in Durham Public Schools as a teacher, said she was impressed in the interview process by Jones's research into Orange County Schools operations. Dr. Jones has a great background for what we need in Orange County Schools. She has a math background. She has a principal coaching background. She's beloved by principals in Durham Public Schools. I heard that personally from principals I know. They're very sad to lose her, and we're very lucky to have her. Board member Bonnie Hauser said during the two rounds of interview with top candidates, Jones's responses revealed a, quote, spark and excitement that she feels helped separate Jones from the field. Hauser said she hopes to be able to have an open and candid working relationship with the superintendent as Jones settles into the role. You can see that she's just naturally transparent, naturally engaging, and you heard her words about building trust in the district. You know, that's going to be really important at this point. It's been a rough few years with COVID and there's been a lot of turnover, so it's an important time. Orange County Schools superintendent search for Jones came after the district's parting of ways with Monique Felder, despite having two years remaining on her contract. 
Felder and the board announced just weeks before the start of the academic year that the superintendent would seek new opportunities after four years at the helm. Both in her initial remarks to the district community in 2019 and her final remarks in July, Felder focused heavily on improving student equity. When asked by 97.9 The Hill about whether diversity, equity, and inclusion are among her priorities, Jones responded that she thinks it's, quote, the right thing. We're going to make sure we're meeting the needs of every single child in the district, their academic needs, their social-emotional needs. Jones added that she felt strongly about joining Orange County schools, and not just after she was hired in December. This is the only superintendency that I applied for, um, and so I'm not, you know, just making sure that this is a good fit for me. I believe it is. So I'm, I'm just excited to, to get started. Orange County's Board of Education approved a contract with Jones running through June 2027. The new superintendent will have her first official day with the district on February 1st. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. One more school delay to add to the list. I already mentioned Orange County Schools and Chatham County Schools operating on a two-hour delay. Durham County Schools also on a two-hour delay this morning. Down now to Chatham County, where we reported yesterday on the death of 33-year-old Michelle Nicole Jenks of Siler City. Now two individuals have been arrested and charged in connection with her death. 39-year-old Terry Fields has been charged with second-degree murder and possession of a firearm by a felon, while 37-year-old Corey Rives is being charged with accessory after the fact. Both individuals are now in custody with their next court appearance set for January 29th. Back in Orange County, some unfortunate business news out of Carborough as Craftboro Brewing Depot has announced they're closing their doors next month. February 17th will be their last day in business, though it will be business as usual between now and then. Craftboro is the latest business to close its doors in the South Greens Shopping Center. Coronado Pizza and the Oasis Cigar Lounge also closed in recent months, though the owners of Oasis have said they're hoping to find a new location soon. Meanwhile, in Chapel Hill, road work is set to begin today along MLK Boulevard near the split with Columbia, just north of downtown. You may see some lane closures along MLK, and Columbia Street will be closed altogether at the intersection with Carr Street. It's all part of the larger redevelopment project on East Rosemary. Here's Mayor Jess Anderson with more on that. We're going to be squaring up the four points of the intersection, um, and that is kind of, I think that's been spurred by the development of the new parking deck so that people can exit the parking deck on North Street. But it's also a way to kind of square up those intersections where the fire station and town hall is, um, MLK, just so that it's safer, um, which is one of our big strategic priorities is making things walkable and safe. They're going to be putting in sidewalks. So people should expect that North Columbia will be closed to cars at Car Street. And so we recommend they use, um, you know, the street over as as a detour. But um, I think it's going to be a really good thing overall. And things will still be open to pedestrians and and bikers. Um, But that's a way to kind of enhance safety and also have routes out of that Rosemary parking deck. That's Jess Anderson speaking there. The project is set to run until late spring. Finally, big congratulations to UNC sophomore Ratimi Kikoi, who won on Jeopardy yesterday as part of their second chance tournament for previous contestants. Kikoi now advances to a two-day final. 
It is 619. Time now for sports. Brought to you this hour by Olmaz Jewelers. Game night tonight for Car- Carolina basketball as the 7th-ranked Tar Heels head to Raleigh to take on NC State. These are the last two undefeated teams in conference play, both 3-0 and in the ACC, with UNC coming off a big win at Clemson and NC State coming off a convincing win over Virginia. Here's Carolina head coach Hubert Davis on the challenge posed by the Wolfpack. Defensively, they just they pick you up, they pressure you, um, they create steals, they create turnovers, uh, they try to speed you up, they take you out of rhythm from an offensive standpoint. And from an offensive standpoint, like you, you would love to have a guy that you can just easily throw the ball to and create offense. They, you know, they, they have they have a number of them in the name in Burns and, and DJ Horn. And so they can score consistently down low in the paint. They can shoot shoot from three. They've got athleticism that can attack the basket. And when you've got uh, you know DJ Byrne who can score, but he's he's not a good passer. He is a gifted passer. It it you know, proposes a lot of problems for us defensively. And Super Davis there. Tip-off time is 8 o'clock this evening. We've got all the action for you right here on 97.9 The Hill starting at 6.30 with Countdown to Tip-Off. Tune in to us for that tonight. Elsewhere in sports, big congrats to Tar Heel gymnast Lolly Dekanoidze, just named ACC Gymnast of the Week after setting a new career best on vault in a season-opening meet on Friday. This is the first year the ACC has sponsored gymnastics competition, so Dekanoidze is the first First ever ACC gymnast of the week. In women's basketball, UNC checked in at number 22 in this week's coaches poll. They're back in the top 25 after beating two ranked teams last week. Tar Heels also got named National Team of the Week by the U.S. Basketball Ball Writers Association. In soccer, Tar Heels Maddie Dollian, Savvy King, and Ali Sentner have all been chosen to take part in a training camp next week for the U.S. Under-20 Youth National Team. That's a lead-up to the Under-20 Women's World Cup later this year in Columbia. And in the pool, congrats to the Carolina men's and women's swimming and diving teams who both posted wins yesterday. The women beat UNC Asheville while the men beat 24th ranked SMU on senior day for both teams.